Hey, VMA, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. And as we continue to worship, we're going to move into the giving portion of our service. And let me just say this, you guys have been incredibly generous. Thank you so much that so many of you have partnered with us in giving and in making God first in your finances. You've done this through tithing, you've done this through giving above and beyond that. And so just let me say from, from my heart, from our church to you, thank you so much. And in fact, because that you give faithfully, we're able to do things for other people, not just in our city, but across the world. Just a couple weeks ago, I was able to have lunch with a, a potential church planner in Eastern Europe. I was able to sit down with them and share the heart and the journey that we've had to plant this church and share with him what we've learned and talk about what his dreams and his desires are potentially to plant a church in Eastern Europe. And that day I was able to bless him and because of your giving, I was able to do something significant to help them in their journey. So thank you for partnering with us. When you do that, we, we're not just making a difference here in Wichita, we're making a difference all over the world. So as you prepare to give today, there's three ways you can do that. One is you can, you can give online, vmet.church slash give. There's all kinds of links there. One of the easiest ways probably for you today because you're watching with your phone in your hand is you can text the word VIMA, V-I-M-A, to 97000. In that, you'll see a bunch of different buttons and different things that you can do to interact with our services today. you also see a Give Online button, you can click that. Or if you're analog, you can mail a check in to the address below and send cash a check that way. Um, let me just pray over the giving today as we get ready to move into the Word. God, thank you so much, God, for the people that you've brought around this church that are helping the vision and the, and the ministry of this church move and to reach people. God, because of the faithful giving, God, we're seeing new people experience the real Jesus in our city. God, thank you for their faithfulness. Bless them today. God, bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for giving. We've entered into an unprecedented era, something that no one who is currently alive has ever seen or heard or experienced. Schools have closed down, businesses have shut down, sporting events, billions of dollars worth of sporting events have been canceled. And then things get worse. Wives are cutting their husband's hair. I mean, come on now. That can't be good. And some, some of you guys, you're even taking it into your own hands. We've got, in our family, you know, we're rotating between spaghetti and ramen and macaroni and cheese just over and over and over again. Pajamas, they're the new office attire. Families are, are just, just making by homeschooling. In fact, in our house, two kids have already been expelled from school and our, our principal teacher slash music teacher slash mom quits at least two or three times a day. I mean, it's just an unprecedented era. Things are shifting and changing like crazy. And for some of us, maybe this is you, dessert at around 10 p.m. when the kids have gone to bed has become our new emotional counselor. It's the thing that makes all the stress go away from the day at home. Some of us, man, you've even, maybe you've even finished Netflix. I'm not talking about a series not talking about Tiger King, you finished it all. 
like there's nothing left to watch. You've been benched, watched everything. You know, and in this season, this unprecedented season, this new time, this, this, this crazy time that we're in, I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to get back to places like this, to come together, to worship, to sing, to study God's word, to lean into his presence, to get to hang out with each other and high five and fist bump and shake hands and give hugs and share donuts and coffee. I cannot wait to get back to a place like this. In no time that I can remember, and, and probably you, and no time that we can see on history in the history books, has the entire church been sent home on Easter. And so it's just a, a crazy time, a crazy season that we're in. And it's almost as if there's a, like a new normal setting in. A new norm is setting in. Because it's not just been a week or two or three of this craziness for most of us, this thing is getting old fast, and it's been going on for well over a month. I've heard it said a hundred times this week, if I was counting, maybe more. I cannot wait for things to get back to normal. Maybe you've said that. Maybe you've said that this week. You said, I can't wait back. We can't wait for things to get back to normal. And I find myself, as I've heard this and been part of conversations where this has been said, I found myself agreeing with this sentiment. Yes, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to the way things were. But what if normal wasn't working? What if the way that things were weren't exactly how they should be, how they were supposed to be? What if there's more to life than the way that things were? And here's the, the statement I've been saying this week, and, and I want to say this to you, and I, I think this is so true for us. If we go back to the way that things were, we'll never get to find out the way that things could be. We'll say it again. If we go back to the way that things were, that old norm, we'll never get to find out the way that things could be. There's a new norm. I believe the series of talks over the next few weeks that God wants to show us something new, that God wants to create a new normal, a new norm inside each of us. That he wants to leverage. I believe that God wants to leverage this season this craziness, this, this, this moment of time that we're in to create some new norms. But what you may be surprised to see and to know is that the new things that God wants to do in us maybe aren't that new at all. You know, just like this beautiful chapel that we're in today that has more of a historic look, we can look back over years and years and years and decades and decades and, and centuries and thousands of years of, of people gathering together to worship God together to sing, to, to lift our hands, to, to read God's word, study God's word. And then now we're finding ourselves doing this in the comfort of our own home. A new norm is setting in and there's new things that God wants to do in us. But I believe there's some things too that we need to hold on to. In fact, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 uh, in the ERV version says this, this message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you hope and a good future, then you will call on my name and you will come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will search for me and when you search for me with all of your heart, you will find me. I will let you find me. This is the message from the Lord. So in this scripture, this famous scripture that you may have heard many times, this is, we get a picture, we get an insight, a perspective of what God desires for us, the new norm that God wants for us. 
that God has a plan for you. God has a future for you. God has potential in mind for you. He has good things in store for you. That God wants to see your life not be what it was or not even be what it is, but there's a new thing, a new norm that God wants to bring to your life. God wants to meet with you. This is his word. This is his desire. This is his calling to you. You know, John Maxwell says this, that we have our best experiences on our best days, but we learn our best lessons on our worst days. So we have our best experiences on our best days, but we learn our best lessons on our worst days. Is it possible that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of these, these hardships, the struggle, the frustration, the tensions, the pressure, the, the job loss, the loneliness, the, the pressure that you, maybe your marriage is feeling, the, the pressure you feel as a parent with your kids, the sickness, and even death. Is it possible that all of these things that would appear to be negative, that would appear to be harmful, or that would appear to be wrong and, and broken, would it, was it possible that all of these things that God is going to work through and can work through those things to bring a new norm, to bring something new and fresh and hopeful to your life. Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. So in just the two scriptures that we've read already today, we've already discovered a narrative that God loves you and that he has a plan for you. And it's a plan with a future in mind, with potential in mind, with good things in mind. And his plan is bigger than your suffering. It's bigger than your pain. It's bigger than your hardship. His plan is for your good. But when we hear things like this preached, I think our tendency sometimes can be to hear this, that God wants you to have nice things. And that can be true. And I'm not saying that's not true. But I think it's deeper than this. I think what, what God is saying in this scripture, what God is saying in this narrative is not just that I want to give you nice things. I think there's something deeper, something richer, something more fulfilling, something more life altering, something more generous that God wants to give you than just nice things. You see, more than a nice life, God wants to give us a resurrected life. I'm going to say that again. More than just a nice life, God wants to give us a resurrected life. What does that mean? A resurrected life. It means that God wants to take the things that were old, that were broken, that were hurting, that were messed up, that, that were, looked like they were unusable, that looked like they were discarded, the things that were on the outside, that God wants to take even those things and bring those things to life and bring a new meaning, a new future, a new hope, and a new potential to those things. God's plan for you is for you to have freedom from your addiction. God's plan for you is for you to have restoration from your brokenness. God's plan for you is for you to find healing from your sickness. God's plan for you is for you to find hope from failure and even life from death. And we got this picture when we, just last week when we were remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross and how he came back from his death to bring life. And his death brings death to death. 
and gives us the hope in a future of a life with him. You see, our greatest joy and your greatest joy is found at the center of God's plan for your life. If you're looking for joy, if you're looking for hope and fulfillment, I'm telling you today, you'll find that when you find yourself at the center of God's plan for your life. So how do we go about experiencing a new norm? How do we go about finding God's plan for our life? How do we step into this potential, into this future that God's called us to? I'm glad you're asking because I've got some insight for you today. First thing that we have to do is we have to realize that right now, like right now, not like this season, like today, in this moment, while it feels like we're in between what was and what will be, we're actually in the moment, in the season, in, 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 in the, the foundations of building a new norm right now. So I, I think our society is, is kind of painting this picture and our culture is painting this picture like this is a time for you to chill. It's a time for you to relax. It's a time for you to, to binge watch Netflix or whatever it is. Our society is painting this picture that's a time for you to do those things. But the reality is right now you are building, you're creating the habits right now that are going to prepare you for the next season. In fact, habits are being created right now in this season. It may feel like we're in between, but the reality is this is the foundation. This is a moment for us to establish a new norm. Uh, Here's some examples of some things, some new norms that may be settling into your household, that may be settling into your life that you're not recognizing, the patterns that you're setting up that may be hard to get out of that aren't going to be productive for you in your future. Here's some examples. One, are you letting your kids stay up late all the time? It's just easy. You're doing a homeschool thing, you know, so kids are staying up late and they're sleeping in. Maybe it's on that side. Maybe you're sleeping in. You're staying up late. You're you're binge-watching Netflix or whatever it is, Tiger King, whatever it is, nonsense you're watching, and so you're sleeping in. You're, you're losing that pattern. Maybe you're like me and you're eating more. Like the snack attack is real. Like I'm so bored, I find myself often going to the refrigerator, opening it up and going, is there anything new since I looked last about an hour ago? Looking in the kitchen cabinets and the, the pantry and just like, is what I'm snacking, I'm hungry. Maybe that's you. Uh, maybe for some of us, you're working out less or none because you don't have that gym membership and it's just not as easy. And maybe for some of us, maybe you've created some new habits and you're working out more. Um, you know, maybe for some of us, it's it, this, this idea of spending less time with the people that you love and care about. You're stuck and you're lonely and you're at home and, and you're, you're kind of becoming this, this home buddy. I, I was talking to someone the other day that just said, man, I feel like I'm just gripier. And, and what I think what, what's happening is we feel like a lot of us, and I've been here too, I feel like we're in between. And so while we're in between, let's just kind of let it all go loose. But the reality is right now, we're creating habits that are going to shape our tomorrow. These new habits are going to shape our new reality. You may think you can just wait this out, but here's the reality of life. And I've seen this play out over and over and over again. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There's no pause button in life. You can't just pause and say, this is it. This is good. I like where I'm at. Let's hang out here. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. And so I believe right now as a church, as a people, as you watching, it's more important for us in this moment, in this season, to lean in when the world is telling us just to chill and relax. And I'm not saying don't do self-care. I'm not saying don't don't read more, don't listen more, don't play with your kids. That may be the very habits that you need to be instilling 
to have a healthier life. The baby, the very things that God's calling you to do to live the life that he's given you. So what are you doing right now to develop, to grow, to learn, to become the person, the student, the husband, the wife, the mother, the father, the grandparent that God has called you to be? What are the habits that you're building that will ensure a great future? See, most of us have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. Most of us have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. What do I mean by that? We talk about our future potential without changing our current reality. So we talk about our, our, our future potential like, man, one day I want to do this. Man, I hope to accomplish this for, in my life. Man, I need to stain my back deck. Man, man, I need to fix our front landscaping. You talk about these future potentials without changing your current realities. You see, often I think it's really hard for us to change. And we try to change. And maybe you're like that. And you, you've tried to change. And you look around your life and you say, John, there's some things in my life that I know need to change. There's some areas, some habits I know I need to have a new norm in my life. And we've, maybe you've tried, you've, you've tried the behavior modification. You've tried to, to stop doing that thing or to stop looking at that thing or stop partaking or saying that thing or stop hanging out with that person or whatever it may be. And you've tried the behavior modification but here's the reality, without a soul transformation, that behavior modification is only a temporary change. We find ourselves falling back into those same habits. We find ourselves falling back into that old norm. In fact, Paul says this, he says, I keep doing the things I don't want to do, and I find myself not doing the things I want to do. So even the Apostle Paul understood that there's a, a, a rotation, a rhythm, a cyclical nature of life or we keep doing the things that we know we should, and then we, the things we know we should, the new norm that we hope to step into, just seems like it's so far away. And I think the reason for that, for a lot of us, is that we're just trying to change what's on the outside without changing what's on the inside. You know, being in a beautiful chapel like this that has kind of a historic look and nature to it, it can remind us that God's been doing new things in new people for thousands of years. The church has been a catalyst for change. The church has been a catalyst for life change, for salvation, for redemption, for thousands of years. And even though the shapes and the styles and the looks of our churches have changed, and it looks like and it may appear like that there's something new happening, the reality is this new norm is not so new at all. In fact, the things that God wants to do in your life He's been wanting to do in the lives of humanity since he sent his son here and since the creation of this world. You see, God loves us so much. He created us, he, he shaped us, and he put inside of us a desire to, to be in relationship with, the, with each other. He put inside of us a desire to know him as our creator, and he put inside of us a desire to know and to walk in fulfillment. And for some of us, this idea of a new norm, I think we're we're looking at our lives and we're hoping that, that life will be better on the other side of this. That once we get through this, we're going to be the person we always hope to be. We're going to change in our marriage. We're going to change as a parent. We're going to find that better job. And we're praying and believing for those things. And I hope those things are true for you. But to do those things and to chase those things, to pursue those things without pursuing God and Christ to do something new inside of you is fleeting. Because we can pursue and chase and change 
and have all of those things. But if God doesn't do something new inside of you, it's all for naught. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So I think what God is wanting to do, he's wanting to do in you. What God is wanting to do in his church, what God is wanting to do in his world, and I've heard many people say that this is a season that God is calling his people back to him. That people are praying, that people are reading, that people are leaning into God like they haven't in a long time. And I believe that could be true. But he's not just wanting to do that in the world. He's not just wanting to do that in the United States. He's not just wanting to do that in Wichita. He's not just wanting to do that in Vima Church. He's wanting to do that in you. God wants to know you. He he has a plan for you. He has a future for you. He has a hope for you. And the way that you find that is by pursuing him intimately. We got to start changing who we were and who we are so we can see who God wants us to be. We have to lay down some of these old habits and pick up some new ones. In fact, today, my challenge for you would be to do two things. is to, be, to pause this at some point and to make a list. To make a list of things that you need to start doing. Things that you know, like, man, I should be reading my Bible more. Man, I should be praying more. Man, I should, I should maybe do this or do that. Make a list of things that you know you need to start doing. But don't do that without making a list right beside it, just on the other side of the paper, of the things you need to stop doing. Because the way that you create a new habit is recognizing the thing you need to stop so you can step into the thing you need to start. I think the reason some of us sometimes have a hard time stepping into a new norm is because we're unwilling to identify the things that we need to stop and we only want to look at the things that we need to start. We look at our new self. We look at this hope, the future potential, without recognizing that there may be some things on our backside that need to be cleaned up. There may be some things in my life that I need to stop doing. There may be some conversations or some things that I'm looking at or some things that I'm participating in or some things that I'm saying or some things that I'm watching that aren't good, that aren't wholesome, that I know in order for me to step into this new norm, I need to recognize those things I've got to stop. So I want you to do two things. I want you to make a list of things you need to start and things you need to stop. And then I want you to find a friend, a family member, a spouse, and I want you to go over that list with them. I want you to share these things because here's the reality. I know that when we do this, when we do these things, if we're going to step in to a new norm, if we really believe that God can take someone like me and do something new, do something great, that God has potential for me and God has potential for you, if we really believe that, I know this, it's going to take more than just you on your own. You're going to need some friends. You're going to need some family members to partner with you, to hold you accountable, to encourage you, to speak life to you, to believe that this person that you're hoping to become can be a reality when you partner together with others. Today is a new day. God's wanting to do a new thing. And it starts by honestly assessing where you are and creating a plan and then bring it to others to help you and hold you accountable. But today, maybe you're, you're, you've been watching this and you're going, John, this is great. This is, I need a new norm. I need a new reality to set in my life. But you also recognize that you've never really began a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you today, it's really simple. You can, you can start a new norm. And this potential, this future, this hope that I'm talking about 
that I believe that God has for you, you can step into that today. All you have to do, Romans 10 tells us this, if we believe in our heart that God raised Christ from the dead and we confess it with our mouths, that we will be saved. So you just have to do two things. One is believe that God really sent Jesus to this earth, that he died on the cross for your sins and he rose from the dead for you. And then confess that out loud with your mouth. If you do those two things, you are saved. So let me lead you in a prayer. If that's you today, just pray this out loud with me. Say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you sent him to this earth to live and to die and to rise again for me. Thank you for paying the price of my sin. Jesus, I love you. I believe in you. And I'm going to follow you. Amen. That's all it takes. If you prayed that prayer today, or if you've got a prayer request, maybe you need something today, and we would love to be in your life. It's really simple. If you pray that prayer today, text the word Jesus saves with no spaces. Jesus saves. So J-E-S-U-S-S-A-V-E-S. Jesus saves to 97,000. So text that Jesus saves to 97,000. We've got a free gift for you. We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you and help you take your next steps in your walk with God. If you've got prayer requests, man, we want to be in your corner. We know so many of you are facing some new norms. There's things that are happening in your life that you didn't plan for, some things that you weren't prepared for. There's some other things that are just happening that were already happening that you need prayer or maybe encouragement. We want to pray with you. And if, if that's you, if you've got a prayer request and you would like for one of, someone from our team to reach out to you and pray with you, just text the word VIMA. V-I-M-A to 97,000, same number, just different word. You'll see there's a little prayer request link. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to encourage you. We'd love to see you step into the new norm that God has for you.